Hey guys, this is Brandy Love, and you are listening to the Rob V Radio Show on RobVRadio.com. Turn Virgin Rob real quick here. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but you know, uh, you know, your birthdays have been very shady. Uh, first of all, let's say hi to the audience. Say hello. Hello. Uh, you know, you know, they they were shady, and he's still getting over. I got good ones, Carter. Yeah, he's still getting over that. <laughs> and then the embarrassing scene you caused down at Club Gay. Embarrassing. On Monday night. Oh, it you was. You put me out. He's dogging me out. It was embarrassing. Uh, no, you've already been talked down. I talked about it on the air that night. Uh, just a, a, a disgrace to mankind. And Jam Master Jonathan J., who, let's face it, is the original uh, uh, intern here, uh, or, or is currently the, uh, you know, the, the chairman and CEO of the intern association. Uh, it, it, apparently, he's been having meetings, and there's talk. Of you losing your internship. Well, now, I don't want to see it happen. Well, I think he should come talk to me. And all this, I hear him talking, not coming to me. I mean, if he's got a problem, he should come see me. He should come I, right on down no, here. The, 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 no, no, he doesn't. He, he likes you. He thinks you're a nice guy. He's just, you know, you, you do realize that, you know, uh, he has set a standard for interns. And, I'm efficient. And, and you have to, well, you did a great job at the car that night. Well, what about since, all since, your notes? I get everything right when you, you need it. Dude, hey, hey, if it was up to me, you're, you're you the stay. Man. Uh, you know, and I do have veto power. He's a hater. I have. <laughs> He's a hater. Don't hate the player, hate the game. He's a hater. That's what he is. He's a hater. Uh, I do have veto power. So, don't, don't, you know, so hang in there with that. Real quick, uh, is we, you know, it's been uh, a while since the audience has heard your voice. And uh, Damon and I, and, you know, in fact, the entire Delaware Valley is. <laughs> Is curious on whether or not I can still call you Intern Virgin Rob. Unfortunately, it's sad to say. You still can call me Intern Virgin Rob. <laughs> uh, WIP Sports Time is 2.06. Big Dad. Episode 426 of the Rob V Show. Wish it was on a... Well, it's going to be a happy note because we're going to have a lot of positive things to talk about today. But doing the show today, remembering Big Daddy Graham who passed away last night. Uh, phone lines are open 215-716-1108. Email me at robvradio@gmail.com, Instagram, The Rob V Show, Twitter, Believers82, anywhere you can download a podcast and rate and review the podcast. Also, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Going to have a lot of fun stories to talk about Big Daddy. Uh, anyone that listens to the show knows me, what an important part of uh, his life he was for me. But coming up in just a couple minutes, my old interning sidekick, the one and the only Mark Farzetta is going to be joining us. So we're going to catch up with Mark. Talk about uh, some of his fond memories uh, with Big Daddy because we got a lot of them. I got a lot of different stories to tell. Some of them I've told. I think I've told most of them on the air before, but a lot of a lot of good stories to talk about. So it should be uh, it should be a, a good show, a, po- a positive show. Um, talking about the great, the legend, Big Daddy Graham. I'll talk about how I became his intern. Uh, different stories in the studio. Uh, just just a lot of a lot of fun stuff uh, to get to on the program. Uh, last night. Uh, Hollis called me last night. Usually when Hollis calls me, it's usually a jovial thing. But when Hollis called me, it didn't sound like the regular uh, happy, positive Hollis. Uh, and he told me about uh, Big Daddy passing. And uh, it was a real bummer last night. But he wouldn't want us harping uh, about uh, him passing away. He'd want us joking around, telling stories. And that's what we're going to do tonight. So ju- in just a couple minutes, Mark Farzetta is going to call in. 
Uh, we'll talk to Mark. Mark's got a million things going on, but he's going to take a couple minutes and call in, so it's going to be good to catch up with Mark and talk about what it was like to be a, be in the studio with Big Daddy when we, we would uh, uh, hang out and talk in the newsroom from 1 to 6 in the morning when I was uh, interning for Big Daddy. He was interning for Angelo, and you know we'd be... You know, I'd be running downstairs. I'd have to get the first copy of the Daily News when it got dropped. I think it was 3.30 or 4 o'clock in the morning, so I had to run down and get that. And then we would just uh, hang out and talk, and that's where we kind of uh, cut our teeth in the radio business was the uh, the bewitching hours, they say. You know, most people are in bed. No, we're, I'm on the road. I'm, I'm on 76 getting down to City Line Ave when the old studio was in Ballackinwood to get down to the studio. And you never knew. What was going to go on on the Big Daddy Graham show? And we got a lot of cool things to talk about, a lot of uh, fun stories to share with everybody tonight. So uh, Mark will be calling in any minute, and uh, we can talk about the legend. I mean, the guy did everything. Uh, a big-time comic on the radio for over 20 years, uh, wrote books, uh, did plays, did one, did the one-man show. I mean, the, the guy never stopped. I mean, even towards the end, he was still doing podcasts. They were great. They were, he, he did an all-music podcast. He did a, a podcast just on snacks. And, you know, he did it on Facebook Live. And I don't think he knew if anyone would tune in. Uh, but he would go on Facebook Live. Everybody would tune in. They, they, they needed to get their Big Daddy Graham fix because it was always a blast. Uh, no matter whatever you got to talk to Big Daddy. The last time I got to talk to him, Oh, and we're going to go to him right now. On the air with me right now, the only Mark Farzetta. Mark, what's going on, buddy? Hey, brother. How are you, man? Listen, every, you know, I'm, this is not a somber show because the last thing Big Daddy would want us to do would be to, uh, you know, be down. So I figured th- this whole show is just going to be about telling fun stories about Big Daddy. So what, what's the first fun memory that pops into your head when you think about Big Daddy? Um, say hi to your wife for me and her breast. <laughs> that that is probably the most constant <laughs> on rotation, like on rotation in my head of thinking back back with Big Daddy. But my, in all in all honesty, my favorite story. Um, he hated this story, and it only makes me enjoy it more okay. that he hated it so much. Um, so a uh, long time ago, when I was his producer, I mean, we, you and I were working together, obviously. Um, I, I remember my parents as a thank you got Big Daddy a uh, a big bottle of Johnny Walker, and he loved Johnny Walker. Yes, he did. So he, my, Big Daddy got got my parents tickets to see a comedy show. My parents thanked him by buying them the bottle of Johnny Walker. So I'm back in studio, whatever it is, a couple days later, and Glenn, I'm producing Glenn Mac now because back then it used to be the overnight. It, it used to be Glenn Mac now into Big Daddy. So Glenn was in the studio, and we're just chopping it up, and, and Glenn goes. Hey, you know what was nice? Big Daddy came over yesterday, and he dropped off this beautiful bottle of uh, Johnny Walker, because uh, I think Glenn just had a knee operation at the time, and Big Daddy went over to cheer him up. And I jokingly said, and Glenn knew I was joking, I go, oh, that's funny, my parents just got him a body, bottle of Johnny Walker, ha, 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 and we laughed it off, and that was that. Glenn did the next couple hours, went into the next couple hours of the show, and then Big Daddy came in, sat next to him, and... <laughs> Glenn goes. By the way, at, uh, I heard you. You, uh, you thanked again for the bottle of Johnny Walker. I heard it may have been a regift, though. And Big Daddy, and we were joking. And Big Daddy turned and looked at me with fire in his eyes, like he was going to kill me. And he comes running in, and he's like, "Why did you tell Glenn that I gave him a bottle of Johnny Walker? 
that your parents gave me. I go, I really didn't. We were just kind of joking about it. I mean, you obviously did it, right? And he goes, of course I did. <laughs> so I, I knew I, I was giving him every credit in the book, you know, for uh, not doing it, but he absolutely did do it. Regifted my parents' bottle of Johnny Walker, um, and he hated. I only if I ever opened for him, which I opened for him, maybe I don't know, maybe half a dozen times at most. I always told that story uh, after his set, and he would always come out on stage and argue with me, and I always thought it was just the funniest thing in the world. And I love that he eventually, well, he always hated the story, but that's one of the ones that always you know jumped to mind. And I just, I was going through it in my head. Um, when you actually texted me last night to tell me, um, I was going through like all the memories. It was just, I, I texted with uh, Ava earlier today, and I just told her that it's just been going back and forth between, you know, tears and laughing of all the memories that we, we've had with Big Daddy over the years and what a great influence he was on, on you and I, and he was just always a creative mind. And the guy could do a 10-minute snack segment every night and make it hilarious. He could tell you about a, a memory he had from his childhood and tell the hell out of the story. Um, he's just a guy that, you know, we both learned a lot from him, and, and I know we're going to be you know, rem- reminiscing about him forever. There, there are so many stories with him. You know, you were talking about how he got, you know, he stared daggers at you. I used to love when he would... <laughs> It was great. I used to love when he would get mad because in the beginning I would be scared, but after I would get used to it because he had a temper and if something didn't go right, he'd get upset. And there was one night, I don't know if it was another intern or there was somebody there that had never been around him or in studio and Damon was still producing and he's doing the show. It's like 4.30 in the morning and somebody calls in and you can tell whatever the caller said he didn't like because it messed up his train of thought or it screwed up the flow of the show or something. So he goes to break. He throws his headsets and he goes, motherfucker, takes the trash can, punts it down the hallway. This kid is petrified, like doesn't know what's going on. Me and Damon are laughing. He's like, what the hell are you two laughing about? And it was just funny because that's the way he was. You know, he didn't mean to do it. But the best part about that is, and I tell people all the time, you never know what goes behind the scenes of a radio show because he's cursing for this five minutes of the break. He's like, that motherfucker, son of a bitch. Welcome back. WIP Sports Time, 435. Like, you had no idea. You know? And it was just, oh, my God. It was it was so funny. I mean, in order to get my internship, I had to get a car towed off 76. And that's how I got to be on the air with him. Was, go get a, this, this car's annoying me at the exit on City Line Ave. Get the car to, towed off the road. He then changed, makes it into a whole bit for the whole night. And that's what he was good about, doing stuff on the fly and making something so trivial, interesting, and hilarious. And that was his charm. Mm-hmm. That's what I loved about it. It was great. Oh, no, no doubt. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. That, that's funny, man. Yeah, he, um, he was always just really good at just making things entertaining that weren't at all supposed to be entertaining. And, I mean, nothing was sacred. And he was the, he was the guy that, if you didn't know Big Daddy, Big Daddy was, and I love this reference because I think it sums up, Big Daddy was the uncle or whoever that, is, that gets away with it. Nobody else in the family gets away with what Big Daddy did. Uh, he just he knew how to get away with it. He knew how to say something to the point where it was just funny. And even during his temper tantrums, I'll tell you, one time he got mad at me. I think it was the first time I was ever producing. Literally the first time I was ever producing. Whoever it was called out sick. Tom Lee, the then program director of WIP, called me and said, hey, do you still want to learn how to produce? And I said, absolutely. He goes, all right, can you do it tonight? 
And I had no idea what I was doing. I'd watched Wechter, the Foose in the Morning Show a couple of times, but I didn't know what I was doing. So I, I literally turn around on 76, uh, come back to the studio, learn how to produce, produce that night, and Big Daddy comes in. He's like, yeah, this will be great. We're having a lot of fun. I like you. We've talked. You're a good guy. Whatever. And we're, you know, shooting shit. And um, Big Daddy uh, goes into the studio, does the opening segment with uh, you know, the overlap, whatever, the, the crossover portion. And I go to commercial which is something you never do with Big Daddy because he always likes to open it up solo for a couple of minutes and throw a break. I didn't know that at the time. So literally the first thing I did producing for him, I messed up. And he came in yelling and screaming. I was probably just as scared as the kid you were just talking about. And then the very next break, he came back in and he was like, okay, I'm sorry I was yelling. I didn't mean to yell. Sorry. So then that was the pattern when he would get pissed off. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time, I, I made the joke, I forget who it was to, uh, if you remember Tim Meadows, this is random, but Tim Meadows and Kevin Nealon on Saturday Night Live used to do this recurring bit where Tim Meadows was Ike Turner. And Ike Turner, of course, the, the movie, whatever, what's, what's Love Got to Do With It came out, and, yeah. and Ike Turner, all the stuff came out about him and Tina and the whole thing. And the joke was that Tim Meadows would just make fun of Kevin Nealon and be like, what the hell's wrong with you, all that stuff. And then he'd come back to the next segment and be like, I'm sorry, baby. You know I'm sorry, Kevin Nealon. You know I love you. So I always would make the association that it was that Big Daddy was like uh, Tim Meadows being like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. It was, like, it was always the apology in the next break. And but Because he knew that he just lost his temper and he was just yelling and screaming and ranting and raving. And then he'd come back and always, you know, I'm sorry, right? <laughs> and I just half expected him to bring flowers. No, no. When he, when he would apologize. No, he was exactly like that. The other funny thing, everyone's like, where'd you get this idea to do this podcast with women on all the time? I said, I got it from Big Daddy. They said, what do you mean you got the idea to do your show from Big Daddy? I'm like, I'll tell you how. Everyone knows back in the day he used to do Club Risque and he'd do his appearance where he'd answer trivia questions. So I said, wait a second, right. can I tag along in the Clubber's He's like, sure. So he'd give me a stack of free lap dance vouchers because that's what you would win if you got the answers right. So we'd hang out at Clubber's He then would bring DJ Phil, who's now the house DJ at Delilah's, back to the studio at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and he'd always have a different girl. And I'm sitting here, and I'm like, this is a radio show. Not the sports thing. Just guys sitting around with hot women on. This, this, is, this is a radio show. This needs to be done. And that's where I came up with the idea to do my show, was doing that. You, you never know what you're going to hear at 3 o'clock in the morning because it's not all sports. You know that. It's not sports it's, unless, something oh, yeah. bra- unless something breaks at some ungodly hour. You know, you know that better than anybody. Oh, man, I remember those risque events. It was, I think it was Monday Night Football at yep. Risque. Yep. He would host. It wasn't necessarily Quizzo as much as it was just random trivia questions that anybody would throw out. And I remember he would always – he would always say to me, because I was, you know, you know, Catholic school kid, prim and proper, you know, ambler's finest. And um, <laughs> he would say he would say to me, he's like, you know, I'm going to bring a go-back for you, right? And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> and I'd get, like, nervous. And he never would, uh, at least not for me. Um, but uh, he, would, uh, he, he would bring him on and interview him and everything. It was always entertaining. I mean, that's what he was. The guy was a walking, you know, entertaining entertainment machine. Anything, it, it, it's, it's like any good comic. You know, they would, they'll go into a store, they'll, they'll go to a movie, and it's not just the experience of going to the store, the experience of going to a movie. It's what happens surrounding the main event that they find entertainment in. And there's so many different times where he and I had conversations about just everyday life, and we ended up laughing at the littlest thing 
in a story that either of us were telling. Like it was something about not just the story itself and how it ended, but something that happened in the story. A word was mentioned that triggered another memory, and then then it would just spin out of control into this web of I don't know. Only people with extreme ADD like ourselves <laughs> could really figure out. And that was one of the things that I really learned from him is, is kind of unraveling things. And it's, it's not just, you know, planting the seed. It's not just the tree that is the joke. It's planting the seed to make the tree. And that's really where a lot of his segments came from, which was, okay, so I have this idea. Something happened in my childhood. Boom. There, not only can I plant this seed, and it's going to make thoughts happen in other people's minds, it's going to trigger this one entertaining story about when I was a kid, back to my childhood and all that. If I have this snack right now, that's just an idea to have a snack. But as people identify with the snack, because people that are listening to me right now with, with Big Daddy and thinking in his mind, people are listening to me right now, guess what? They're at work. They might be having their snack. They might have an idea of what they want for their snack. And just going through that type of thing. Like one of my favorite bits he ever did, he ate a banana. He ate a banana on the air. And he sang as he was eating the banana. What's the song? There are no bananas today. <laughs> and I just remember thinking that was the way he did it, the way he presented it, the way he played it out was so remarkably brilliant that I just remember thinking, this guy's literally eating a banana on a top five market radio station. And it is nothing, but there's nothing I'd rather listen to than this guy eat a damn banana on the radio. No, he, he would do great stuff like that. And I would watch him work to come up with ideas or how he would work through things. Just being around him, you'd learn so much. Like he had a book where he had topics. And to this day, I have a book where I just write topics down. I don't know if I'm going to get to him that night, but at least I have him. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being around him was fun. I mean, that's how me and you met. Me and you were in the newsroom. You were interner for Angelo. I was an interner for Big Daddy. And by like the second week, he's like, where are you two from? He's like, we're like Ambler. You're like, he's like, where the <laughs> hell's Ambler? At? That was, I, don't even, I, I don't even know where this yeah. Ambler is. But did, it, did you did you bring him ribs from Hoolies? I don't know if I brought him, but you texted me that, and you, apparently he remembered the ribs from Hoolies. Apparently, the, he. The, I remember you told him about the ribs, and then his mouth mouth would salivate <laughs> whenever you would bring up those ribs, and then he knew Ambler. <laughs> yeah, or I think one night for some reason I said A Town, which once in a blue moon someone might call it that, and you're like, I never heard of A Town before. And Big Daddy's like, Rob, never heard of that. Big Daddy's like, Rob, are you even from Ambler? And then he started me and you arguing <laughs> about Ambler and A Town again, a bit he came up with right on the fly of me and you two interns arguing about it. <laughs> I uh, see. You have the advantage in that you grew up there. I was born there, yeah. and we moved out when I was like. Four. So yeah. I've only been in and out of Ambler since then, visiting friends and family. And when I had hair, I would get my hair cut at Dave's Barbershop with uh, the late, great Alex Ritelli and, of course, Dave. You're going to have to make a trip down to come see Dave. He's got a new setup in the back that's like a separate special VIP room. So one of these days you're going to have to what? stop. Oh, yeah. He, where his back used to be, he set up his own separate barber area. It's great. <laughs> that's hilarious. That is the most Dave, what Dave Mayone thing I've ever heard. That's great. Oh, it's it's fantastic. But listen, I want. I'm glad you could call and take a couple minutes. I mean, last night I Hollis called me. He told me I texted you. I talked to some other people, 
and uh, you know it, it's 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 really really sad that he's gone and it sucks. But every time I do a podcast, anytime I do any kind of radio show, and I'm, I'm sure when you do it, I'm always going to think about him. Some somewhere in this goofy show that I do, he's inspired me. Even when he called in last year, I had him on the show. I'm thanking him for helping me. He's like, "Stop, stop it, stop thanking me. I don't want to hear it." That's just the way he was. He didn't want to take credit for anything for helping people. He didn't want to do it. No, no. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll tell you this, and I. I shared this, um, I don't know, maybe an hour ago, whatever. I, I, I just put some things together that uh, I'll always think about with him. And he, if he had something he was getting rid of that was Sinatra-related, like if somebody gave him something and he didn't use it anymore, he already listened to the CD or read the book or whatever, he'd give it to me. And the most random things he gave me, he gave me a Frank Sinatra bath mat. <laughs> I don't know who the hell made it. I don't know who the hell gave it to him. But he gave it to me, and I just started laughing. I was like, "This is what I need, absolutely." No, it was and it was great at my at my, yeah, at my house. It, I, you know, I built a studio where I do my show from every morning, and right outside the door of my studio is the bath mat. It is the welcome mat to the the Farzy Show Studios downstairs. Like it's a it's it's right there. So I literally walk across the mat he gave me, and I can't. I've ever, every time I see it, I think of him. So literally, before every show, I'm thinking of Big Daddy. And whenever I have to, you know, try to challenge myself to be more creative with something and the way I present it, I'm always thinking, all right, how would how would BDG do it? And uh, that's that's something that will live on in me forever, and I know it'll live on in you forever as well. With your new home studio, I should get Hollis out of bed early one morning or keep him up late. We'll just crash the studio one day. We'll just show up. <laughs> I would. There is nothing I would enjoy more in my life. Than my wife coming downstairs with my two-year-old uh, daughter, and just seeing you and Hollis on my sofa, just like waiting to come downstairs to talk to me. You know, you, <laughs> you, no, you, like as, as long as you guys would film her reaction, it would make it would make my it would really make my heart happy. You know, you should <laughs> see if you can get away. We're all going to Vegas for the Eagles game. You can only imagine with Hollis and the cast of characters that are going to be on that trip. What's going to go on there? You, oh, sh- you should disappear. I I, I thought. <laughs> I talked to Hollis a couple of weeks ago. He was good enough to come, come on the show, and he was telling me about it. And I, I just thought to myself, man, I know what happens in Vegas is supposed to stay in Vegas, but there's very little that will probably stay in Vegas on that trip. No, probably not. I told him we're going to need a good bail bonds, but Hollis says he's got a guy on speed dial. <laughs> Excellent. You know, but, but listen, thank you for taking a couple minutes to call in. Of course, listen to Mark's podcast. What time are you on? Is it 7 a.m.? You're on at 6 a.m.? We okay, so the, 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 we do a live podcast every morning at six a.m. Okay, and then it's available obviously on all digital content, all digital platforms uh, for the rest of the day, including uh, Farzy Show YouTube page and um, uh, my Twitter page as well. Everybody, follow Mark Farzad on all social media platforms. Check the show out; it's always entertaining, and uh, I, you know, I always remember us of us being lowly interns. So hopefully, one day we'll be the ones running radio in the city. That's what I'm praying for, Mark. I know I don't know if that's the goal anymore, my friend. This digital stuff's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I can. There is no FCC. Well, you don't have to worry about it on your show, but I don't have to worry about any FCC regulations or any program directors coming after me. <laughs> it's a good feeling, friend. It's a good friend. A good feeling. Mark, it's a pleasure. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk soon and, and have a drink. And uh, again, it's, it's just going to be a night of thinking about Big Daddy because he was just he was just a great guy, great man, a friend, uh, uh, a mentor. I can't say enough nice things about him. But thanks for taking the time to uh, talk to him and, th- and th- talk about our memories about him. Uh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, you mentioned a drink. I think tomorrow morning I'm ending my show 
I have a bottle of Johnny Walker that I haven't opened in years. I've had it for years. I think a, a buddy of mine gave it to me for being in his wedding. And I think I just might crack that open right at the end of the show and raise one to him, my friend. That's fantastic. All right, Mark. Thanks for calling in, buddy. I appreciate it. You're the man, brother. Peace. There you go. Bye. Bye. There you go. The great Mark Farzetta checking in. It's always good to be able to uh, check in with Mark and see how he's doing, have him share his, uh, his stories about Big Daddy. Uh, how I became Big Daddy's intern. There's so many stories I want to share uh, tonight, but how I became Big Daddy's intern. So I did an internship for, a, for marketing for WIP years and years ago. I know, the guy that hired me was supposed to uh, give me a real job, and then he got fired. So then like a year later, I'm with my buddy Dave Brown. We went to a Trenton Thunder game of all things, and I remember this night because Dave, we were, had front row seats behind the dugout. Dave went to go grab a beer. When B Dave bends over to get his beer, the, a foul ball comes and just goes over Dave's head. So that was a funny night. Then we, we had dinner at the Roman Hall, my grandfather's restaurant, and then we go to P.J. Willihan's at Bluebell. And Big Daddy, unbeknownst to us, was doing an appearance there. So uh, we're sitting there watching whatever game was on. Maybe it was, a, I guess it was a Phillies game. And I said something funny. I don't remember what I said, but Big Daddy turns around and goes, Rob, what have you been up to? And I go, oh, you know, nothing much, blah, blah, blah. He goes, look, he's like, I can't offer you a paying job, but you can come be my intern. I said, fantastic. So I became Big Daddy's intern. Now, in order, and I told this to Mark on the phone, in order to become his intern, he tells me that there's a car on the exit of City Line Avenue on 76 that's been there for a, in a couple weeks, a month, whatever, that he wants towed off the road. And he goes, if you get this towed off the road, you're my intern. I go, how the hell am I going to do this? I don't remember who I called in the newsroom. It was Public Works or somebody in the city. I said, look, my name is Rob Valivas. I'm trying to get an internship with Big Daddy Graham. If you can get this car towed off the exit of 76, we'll make sure we mention you know, the person towing it, you on the phone, whatever. Within 45 minutes, the car got towed off the road, and hence, I got my internship which then pre preceded many hilarious stories. The first one, which gave me my nickname, Intern Virgin Rob, which no one was supposed to know about the time when I was 24, all my friends would listen to the show, whether it was Christian or Rugs from Jackets and Things and Beautiful Store, Gambler, Pennsylvania. My brother Zach, Ari, Andrew, everybody would stay up and listen because they'd all be they'd probably counting from the bar. And this one night, Christian decides to call in. Christian calls in, and he's talking to Big Dad. He says he's one of my friends. Um, and he goes, oh, by the way, do you know, you know about Rob? And Big Daddy's like, no, I, I don't know about Rob. I'm not even going to try to do Big Daddy's uh, voice because I can't. He goes, uh, yeah, he's a virgin. And he looks at me. His eyes go super wide like, oh, this is great. I have your name now, Intern Virgin Rob. I go, oh, this is great. So that's, that was the, uh, what I started the show was the audio clip. Every time we were on the air, he'd look at me. He'd look at the man, the producer, and he'd go, really? Uh Damon and I, Rob, and the entire Delaware Valley want to know if we can still call you Intern Virgin Rob. And that would be the running bit every night on the air. But it got my name out there. I didn't like it at the time, but it got my name out there. Speaking of IVR, so he would always do comedy shows all over the area. So this, I said, you know what? I'm coming to your comedy show. So he leaves me tickets at roll call. And I don't bug him before the show. People are coming up to him, talking to him. And I bring this uh, girl, Ashley, who I always had a huge crush on, to the show. He puts us right in the front. Uh, on stage and I'm not thinking anything of it he puts the spotlight on me at some point during the show and says let's welcome my intern Rob the whole place starts going IVR IVR and Ashley's like what's this IVR IVR I go nothing 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 not even telling her what it is so at the end of the show we're just at the bar having drinks 
And he's there, and what he, he, what he would sign is Tasty Cake boxes because he did his Snack of the Night, which we're going to do. A, we're going to do Snack of the Night tonight, and we're going to do Babe of the Night in honor of Big Daddy Graham. So he was, he was signing stuff, and he's like, hey, Rob, come over. I got to meet your date. And I bring Big Daddy over, figuring he's going to blow my spot up. He didn't. He was gracious. He was great. But that's just how he was. He knew the whole time he was going to put the spotlight on me and rag on me during the comedy show, but that's just the way Big Daddy was. One of the most infamous nights on the air, uh, and Hollis does it on Green Legion Radio, and on well, I think it's the well, is it Green Legion Radio or Get Tanked Happy? I can't remember which segment he does it on. But what happened on this day? Now, my my segment on Big Daddy Show was what happened on this day. So you'd go through, you know, 1930. There was this big train accident, and this sports event happened. That'd be my bit. So this one particular night, I'm looking at the sheet, and it says Press Carter gets attacked by killer rabbit. I say to myself. I don't know who Press Carter is, but getting attacked by a killer rabbit sounds interesting. So he then, I read it, you know, on the air, I go on the air about Press Carter. And he goes, I don't know. Again, he says the same thing. I don't know who Press Carter is, but what's up with these killer rabbits? About 30 minutes later, guy calls in. That's not Press Carter, you idiot. That's President Jimmy Carter. Now, it just said Press Carter. It didn't say President Carter. It said Press Carter. And President didn't go off in my head. So Big Daddy's laughing about it. But another hour later, the legendary Don Herrera calls, and I believe he just finished, he was doing a comedy set at the Brigada, I believe. He calls in, he goes, Big Daddy, I got to tell you, that is some of the dumbest radio I've ever heard in my life, but at the same time, it's some of the funniest radio I've ever heard in my life. And it was, it was to this day, I've, I've run into people and go, I remember that whole thing with Press, Press Carter. I remember that. It was fantastic. Now, the other thing is, and I, I touched on it with Mark, I got the idea for the Rob V show, the Rob Valiva show, whatever you want to call it, was because of him. He would do his trivia at Club Risque, and DJ Phil, who's now the resident DJ at Delilah's, I wanted Phil to call, and I did talk to him. Unfortunately, he's working now. Uh, hopefully, we'll have Phil on at some point. I got to have him on just to reminisce, but you know, he would do his, his, his uh, trivia at Club Risque. So... He would start bringing Phil on the show and a girl. And like I told Mark, I'm like, this is a show. Just uh, again, and, and our buddy Chris was in. He goes, well, that's Howard Stern. I wasn't even thinking Howard Stern. I just said this show about just sitting around, talking about nothing, having hot women on, and not worrying about who's listening. This is a show. And it took a while to get there to how I wanted to do my show, but we finally got there. So the germ of an idea for the Rob V show was, came way back when on Big Daddy Graham's show. The other funny story, I don't even know what year it is. It's a St. Patrick's Day. He's doing an appearance at PJ Wheelahan's and Bluebell. Of course, you know, I'm going to be there. So I meet him there, and we're, I'm hanging out, and there's people there. He's signing autographs, whatever. He's drinking Johnny Walker Black straight. I think it was an ice. I don't remember, but he was, if it was ice or not ice. He goes, hey, Rob. He's like, why don't you have one? And I've never drank Johnny Walker Black in my life. But I can't turn down Big Daddy Graham giving me a drink. So, of course, I take it, and it, good. I don't even know how Hollis drinks it. I, I'd fall off my rocker drinking this stuff. It's so strong. Long story short, we're partying, having a great time. I had a designated driver. Well, he's telling me he's going to drive home back to Mullica Hill. I go, Big Daddy, no, 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 no. You are not driving. I was like, I'm fine, I'm fine. I was like, you're not fine. So I, I think I found the manager or someone of importance at PJ's. I go, can you get Big Daddy a limo so he can get home? And, of course, they get him a limo, he goes home. 
That was just he was just always in a great mood. He he did charitable things. He did a couple fundraisers for my buddy Sean. God rest his soul that passed away uh, at PJ's and Bluebell. Um, he would call into my show when I asked him to. His emails are great though. When he would email you, it would always be in caps all the time, big caps all the time. Never regular typed email, just big cap things. It was hilarious. But so many funny stories with him. But what I want to do is I want to take a quick break. We're going to come back with the snack of the night and the babe of the night. And I forgot to tell Mark when he got off the phone that every time uh, Big Daddy would have a guest on, he would always say, don't forget, now you, uh, you're you going to get the take-home version of the Big Daddy Graham show. That was what I always tell the guests. There should be a new a board game that comes out, the Big Daddy Graham, Big Daddy Graham show for a board game. It would be fantastic. So we're going to do is take a quick break. We're going to come back with more of the Rob V Show on RobVRadio.com right after this.
this is Hollis Thomas, affectionately known as The Tank. You're listening to The Rob V Show on RobVRadio.com. Bang! There you go. <laughs> Back on episode 426 of The Rob V Show is remember the great Big Daddy Graham. Now, something I, I've, I've never done before on the show, but I figured now is as good time as any. Big Daddy was always known for doing the snack of the night. Now, I'm not going to do it as good as Big Daddy, but I, had, I still had to do a snack. So tonight's snack is the chocolate cupcake from Tasty Cake, which you can't beat at all. You know? And I, I got two good uh, snack stories uh, with Big Daddy. The first one is still... It doesn't get much better than that. Sometimes, if you want, you put these in the microwave, and they're really good. Now, glad I have my milk here. Now, when I first interned for him, I was in charge of getting his snack. And he said, listen, go to Wawa. He told me where it was. I think it was in Roxborough, maybe. Go down the off 76, go to Wawa, and go get my snack. So I leave. Now, mind you, this is before GPS, before stuff on your phone. And I know he told me the right directions, but I couldn't find a place. I'm gone for like 30, 40 minutes. He puts an APP out on the air. He goes, where the hell is my intern at? If you've seen him, here's what he looks like. He's tall, da-da-da-da. Couldn't find a place. I finally found it. Finally came back with a snack. Right before the segment, everything was fine. But he's like, where the hell did you go? I told him where I went. He's like, you idiot. I went the wrong way. Other funny snack story with Big Daddy. He loved Roy Rogers like I did. And he loved the double R burger. But he'd say the double R burger. So one night we're talking about Roy Rogers. And he goes, man, where's there a Roy Rogers around here? I said, well, there's one at the Allentown rest stop. He goes, really? He's like, Rob, I could really go for a double R burger. Pause. He looks at me. I go, you want me to drive all the way to the Allentown rest stop? He goes, yeah. You could make it back in two hours. There's no traffic. Pause again. Looks at me. He's like, I'm just kidding. But if I would have said yes, he would have let me go all the way to the Allentown rest stop to get him a double R burger. There's no doubt in my mind. Only Big Daddy could turn eating food. See, I think the whole reason he did the snack of the night was so he could eat on the air. That's how he was. You know, I always have to go get... Sometimes he would have a specific thing for a snack that he wanted. Other times he'd say, surprise me. But the snack of the night was legendary. I might have to bring this back every couple shows. Because... It's a great segment. It just is. The next segment that he made famous was the Babe of the Night. You know, again, another idea for the Rob V Show. He would pick a girl, an actress, a musician, a model, whatever, and the Babe of the Night. He'd talk about the Babe of the Night. So in honor of Big Daddy, I figured I have to do a Babe of the Night tonight. I I have to have one. So, of course, who pops into my head for Babe of the Night? Of course, it's Brandy Love, Brandy, the gorgeous Brandy Love. Now, I hope this birthday is right. If not, she'll yell at me. But she was born March 29th, 1973. She's 48. I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, 
She is the hottest 48-year-old woman on the planet. Not only is she gorgeous, one of the most down-to-earth, coolest people I know. Just awesome person. She's done it all in the adult business. You name it, she's done it. She's 5'7", by the way. I didn't know she was... I guess I knew she was shorter. Whichever knows, I love shorter women. But, uh, again, born in uh, bo- born in Michigan. Dearborn, Michigan, Brandy Love was born in. Which I, I didn't know where she was born until I, until I read this just now. But, uh, again, super nice person. Great person. And she's the babe of the night. Brandy Love. Babe of the night in honor of Big Daddy Graham. That doesn't get any better than that as Brandy Love as the babe of the night in honor of the great... Big Daddy Graham. But so many fun stories. Like, he would always, if I had, I needed advice, he'd, he'd get, I'd call him, he'd call me back. Even if I hadn't talked to him for months or a year. Uh, even uh, when I had, you know, a couple of my radio interviews, you know, I could always ask him. I could put him down for a reference. You know, people, you know, he he would take phone calls from people. Just a great guy. Uh, a friend, a mentor, like I've said a million times. Down the earth. And again, like I've said before, and I said with Howard Eskin on the air a couple weeks ago when I called his show, you know a lot about a person by how they treat people below them. And all I was was a kid who was an intern. Big guy didn't treat me like I was just an intern. He treated me like an equal. Like he was just, he would bounce ideas off me when him and Glenn were doing the great Philadelphia uh, book of sports list. I remember they had all the lists laid out in the studio, it was spread throughout the whole studio. And my job was to, I don't even know how I was supposed to do it, but I had to organize the lists in a certain way. That was like my job. That was like the most important thing. Not coming on the air, but putting these lists together for the book, which was awesome. But he was just uh, just a fun guy, a great guy. Never going to be forgotten. Never on this show will ever be forgotten, ever. Um, just, uh, you know, every time I do a radio show, there, there's, there's a part of Big Daddy in me trying to be as funny as him, but as, as slick as he was, which no one can ever repeat, but you can strive for it to be that way. I'm going to miss him. He was such a great guy. Uh, you know, just w- w- there's not enough words or adjectives to, d- to describe him, how much I thought about him, but just a, just a tremendous person. I'm trying to think if there's any... Uh, well, he gave me my first press pass to Wing Bowl, which I thought I was hot shit. Look, I got a press pass to Wing Bowl. I can go wherever I want. Which was awesome. I remember before I got my internship, when I was done my first internship, they said, you can hang out with anybody's show you want. They figured I'm going to pick Angela's show or Howard Eskin's show. I go, no, 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 no. I want Big Daddy's show. Like, wait a second. You want to come in at 1 a.m.? I said, absolutely, because that's who I listen to. And I I was a radio geek then, and I'm a radio geek now, and his show was so different. Yeah, people will talk sports. Don't get me wrong. But you got to understand, at this time of night, you had third shift workers, you had cab drivers, you had bartenders, police officers, dancers would call into the show. So the show would go all over the place. But when he, when I sat in on the show, he's like, wait a second, out of all the shows you picked, you choose to pick my show? I said, absolutely. You know, and it was just so much fun, all those, you know, those crazy hours. That's why I don't need sleep anymore. Because I would be on the air, I'd be in the studio with him from 1 to 5, 1 to 6. Once in a blue moon, Angelo would want me to do the overlap show with him, which... That was just great. Then you then you hit all the rush hour traffic, and then I'd go to I'd go to class and have like two hours of sleep, maybe if that. So I only need three hours to function because of the Big Daddy Graham show, which is great. But Big Daddy, we're gonna miss you. I love you. Um, you know, I always think about you with a smile because I know that's the way you would have wanted it. Every time I do a show, you'll always be thought of because I end the show every show. I end the same way. There's two things I do, and this is how we're gonna do it because we always do it the same way. 
For the 426th time, in the words of my brother, the world-famous, my brother from the world-famous Florida Washington Fire Company, Assistant Chief Zach Felivas, two wrongs don't make a right. They make an even, but taking us out in one of my favorite, par- not even a parody, one of my favorite songs of all time is the legendary Big Daddy Graham when he put words to the Action News theme song. Big Daddy, we're all going to miss you. Never going to forget you. Big Daddy Graham, take it away. Good night, everybody. Get ready. Here it comes.